You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about dion born to be with you on the line i have rob yes sir ben and john a little bitty 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 baby people born to be with you is the 14th solo studio album by dion released in october 1975 the producer was phil specter phil garham cashman and west uncredited the genre is orchestral rock baroque pop and country pop and i'm from all music review David Thompson. Dion had gone four years without a hit when he was paired with producer Phil Spector on 1974 for an album that all concerned were convinced would relaunch both men's careers. Spector himself was especially bullish about the project, returning to his old stomping grounds at Gold Star Studios and recalling engineer Stan Ross to the mixing desk for the first time since they recorded the Paris Sisters together in 1962. He then assembled an enormous band of backing musicians, no fewer than 40 players lined up to accompany Dion, including a dozen guitarists, seven percussionists, and five pianists. The result was not, however, the sonic extravaganza that most people were expecting. Rather, the wall of sound had exploded with joy. Born to be with you seemed almost to close in on itself a darkly introspective album that looked to its lead. In many ways, from the 1970 Dion hit single that was dropped among the Spectre Productions, Your Own Backyard, lit throughout by reflections of middle-aged ma- a middle-aged man acknowledging his Prime was behind him, Born to Be With You, comprised six new recordings, including a positively funeral rendering of He's Got the Whole World in His Hands, a dramatic retread of Barry Mann and Cynthia Wells' Make the Woman Love Me, and the Dower Spectre Dion collaboration, Good Lovin' Man. And the, dark, and the darkness didn't lift once. Dion's management was horrified and tried to have the album revamped. Spectre, however, maintained total control over the proceedings and, tired of the sniping, canceled the plans for the American release. Born to Be With You would ultimately appear in the UK only in 1975. Dion, too, was unhappy. He said, quote, I don't think we ever really finished that. All right, what do we think of Dion's Born to Be With You? Man, as far as I'm concerned, Dion can sing the phone book. Like, I, I think Dion's got such a great voice. I was a fan of the Belmonts. I was a fan of uh, his 60s uh, stuff. I had never heard 1970s Dion. I like the Spectre production. I, I like that it's dark. Uh, I like that it's somber. Uh, he's kind of at that point of his life. And uh, this was kind of a pleasant surprise for me. I like this one. Yeah, I was a little meh on it. I I didn't know exactly where it was going or what it was doing. 
and I didn't obviously it's 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 when you have two things that you're expecting oh Phil Spector Dion this you know I think I felt the same way the critics felt where you're just thinking, well, this is a no brainer. It it's a cool idea too. these sort of slow ballads about, you know, heartbreak or years past. But at the same time, I I just don't know exactly what I'm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. What do you think of the production? How do you think of it? Sonically? I like it. I, I like this really monotonous, slow going you know big echoes but at the same time i just i don't like it the the lyrics are the songs i i think are are what are are taken away i i don't really find the songs too interesting yeah it's kind of kind of weird for me because when you think phil specter and wall of sound and especially dion you think these like big punchy songs but something in i don't know if it's the song choice or the way that it's mixed or played it's all pulled back. It's this huge sound, but it's, it's not up front. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Like, it doesn't yeah. sound like yeah, run around like, Sue. It doesn't sound like it's like more intimate. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's weird and it's dark and I kind of like it. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like know? it's in the other room. Yeah. Which is strange. Like there's a, there's 50 guys playing guitar and drums, but they're <laughs> like, yeah, they're in the, in the other part of the house. <laughs> yeah. I also thought that, the Beach Boys around this era, this Holland era and stuff, I prefer that kind of, it's the same production, but I find more, I just find the songs more interesting or more captivating. I think Dion just didn't, didn't push me over into thinking, wow, this is incredible. It just sort of, uh, I know he's singing his heart out, you know, the song's He's doing a good job, but it, I think maybe just song choices on this one for me. What did you think of your own backyard? That one I thought was was probably the most interesting song on the album. Yeah, yeah negative, yeah. Robbie. You didn't no, like it? No, I, I agree. That's the most interesting <laughs> oh. song on the record. I thought uh, In I and Out of the Shadows was pretty pretty good too. I think we can all agree that he's got the whole world in his hands as a <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> from the face Dion of existence. traded heroin for God. Uh, shortly before this yeah (laughs) yeah i think this album is like semi-christian music his ones after this were more christian then he goes secular again somewhere in the mid 80s uh i was i was actually kind of surprised that i you know i'd never heard otherwise but that this was dion's first outing with phil Spector. just seems like those two would have been in each other's wheelhouses in each other's primes you know yeah, like I, like where's Phil Spector when like he's working on like The Wanderer and Run Around Sue and Lovers Are Wander and all that stuff. Like, it, like not that those songs. Uh, I I think the production of those songs is great, but it just seems like an obvious matchup in hindsight. You know? Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, a Dion uh, recounted in an interview. He said that Phil Spector, when they met, there was an immediate affinity between them and they said they feel like they like lived each other's lives and that they had known each other for so much longer than they actually did. And it was, it was really joyous to be in the studio, you know, recording with the wall of sound and, you know, they, they connected in that way, but this does, it's so strange it's nice to hear a story about Phil Spector getting along with someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean that's where pull a gun on somebody? once they got in the studio is, is drinking before recording.
Dion's had a really interesting career. It's like like Dion and the Belmonts. You know that that was like one of the first like they like the first like breakthroughs of like that like sock hop, doo-wop, like precursor to to what kids will be listening to rock and roll. Then he goes solo and he has like this awesome solo career throughout the '60s, like with, with those songs we were talking about, just those swaggering, like almost like Sinatra rock, like uh, Run Around Sue and stuff. And then he just goes folky uh, in the late '60s with Abraham, Martin, and John. And then he's back here now with like doing like uh, like some Baroque pop, like '70s singer songwriter stuff, all all while struggling with heroin. Like I, I just think it's a cool decade and a half that that he kind of has under his belt, you know. I guess more than a decade and a half, like 57 to 75, like 18 years there. I, I didn't know Dion by name. Um, so hearing this for the first time, I was just like, man, who's this dour Neil Diamond guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems like he's seen some things. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh the way it's like recorded, I didn't, I didn't even look up enough to know that Phil Spector was the one on the board. So like that, that's, a, I was like, Oh, well that's why that makes, <laughs> that's why it sounds the way it does. It's dour. Um, and without like the high energy stuff that Phil Spector was normally doing, like, I guess this is just what wall of sound sounds like for a, a middle-aged man. Yeah. <laughs> For the seventies middle-aged. Yeah. yeah. Wall, wall of dad. <laughs> Uncle Robert. Or wall, of, wall of sad. No, wall of sad oh, is hey, much wall. better. Right. Yeah. But uh, not every single song on this album was produced by Phil Spector. Oh, really? There was uh, at least one song produced by, uh, Tony Cashman and Tommy West, the New York City song. And do you know who Tommy West is? I don't. He's the same guy that produced Jim Croce, and he's the dad of my friend from Nerd Camp. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yeah. so so I've been in his uh, studio recording barn where there's like uh, Jethro Tull's piano and like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's it's real strange to be like, oh, Tommy West. <laughs> <laughs> what song did Tommy West? Uh, what song or songs did Tommy West produce? A New York City song. Oh, cool. Which is interesting because like, there's a part of Dion that is this sort of counterpoint of like the Lou Reed's New York. You know, like there's a lot of this experience where he's going through being a star for almost 20 years. And then also getting involved in heroin and drugs and coming out of it, but coming out of it with like a more of a pop polish. Yeah. And Lou Reed, Bruce Springsteen and Paul Simon, all three of those guys are big Dion disciples. (laughs) So crazy. Makes sense. Yeah. This album, for some reason, did remind me a bit of uh, I got some Van Morrison vibes and some Lou Reed vibes for some reason. I think the Mm -hmm. the slowness of the the sort of dirge. Uh, remind me of Neil Diamond and the sort of a uh, production vocality remind me of a, uh, you know, I Van, can definitely Van hear Morrison. the Van Morrison. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It, you, you know, if it, if that, the the song that we just skipped, uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. If, <laughs> if that wasn't the lyrics he was singing over what's happening in the background, it would be such a good song. Yeah. Mus- musically, I'm into it. Musically, it's awesome, but what are you doing? <laughs> what are you fucking well, that's, doing? That's kind of <laughs> 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 so, 
Uh, did you know, uh, I, this week I learned that uh, Dion and the Belmonts were on the bill for the uh, the notorious winter dance party in 1950, uh, what is it, nine? Uh, and Dion was offered a seat on that fated flight. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, much like Waylon Jennings, Dion also was offered a seat. Uh, but this, the apparently the ticket was $36. And when Dion was growing up, his parents paid $36 a month rent and he couldn't justify the, the indulgence of a $36 ticket. So uh, he did not get on that plane and they continued the, I didn't realize that that tour continued on after that flight. It did. Uh, they brought in some replacement acts and Dion and the Belmonts continued on. I was not take it as hard as Waylon, I guess. Mm. <laughs> no. I mean, Waylon was in, well, I think the crickets coin jumped yeah, ship he's, he's yeah. on, on Buddy that. Holly's bass player, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was a coin toss. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little closer. Oh. <laughs> He's. Uh, I also read. So uh, Dion's Dion was inducted into uh, the Rock Hall, uh, however many years ago. Uh, the rest of the Belmonts were not, which wasn't really that surprising to me. But apparently, it was a big controversy that Dion was inducted to the Rock Hall and the Belmonts weren't. He had like ninety percent of his career after leaving the Belmonts. And those guys had 100% of their career in the two years they were in Dion and the Belmonts. I, I just don't see what the big controversy. I is. thought there you was know? like a certain amount of years you had to be playing live to be even like involved in the rock and roll hall of fame. I think it had, to, it has to, I don't know if there's like a rule of continuous activity, but I know it needs to be like 25 years from first impact. Yeah. I guess sex pistols are in there. So what the fuck do I know? Um, <laughs> I dug this record, but it really is like just pushing the cusp of dad rock, you know, <laughs> Neil like Diamond. It's, it, 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 yes, it, it is. It's definitely, I'm definitely getting Neil Diamond vibes off of it, but like, how about Scott Walker? Yeah. I got also, Scott Walker yeah, too. Scott Walker, very 100% for sure. And it's that, per, that production too is I think what's really carrying me through. So you're telling me this album didn't sell well. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was it was it was like almost close to being shelved, right? Like it's the released only in the UK a year later, like Yeah. That's about as good as you can do with shelving something practically. Yeah, they basically deleted it. And then they didn't it, like Dion and his management didn't even want it released. They listened to it and they thought this is awful. This is terrible. It sounded like funeral music. Yeah. When did it Which is weird because you're like recording the- it. Wouldn't you also hear it well i mean as a middle-aged man you get those tired ears really quick <laughs> so <laughs> upon the mixing he was probably like yeah this sounds fine yeah it's true it's just a, at a slow it does sound like they're on downers or someone has messed with your record player and and like turned turned the speed down slightly instead of 33 well, and a third it's like 30 rpms said- he specifically said he was no longer shooting downers. So yeah. <laughs> whatever. Put, put that in your pipe and don't smoke throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> put that incense in your pipe and say hi to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dion. I wish it was Dion Warwick. I wish we were listening Ooh, to Dion Warwick right now. She's kicking some disco right now, isn't She's she? She's got to be coming up yeah. soon. Is, is anyone kicking disco in 75? Uh, yes, according to Johnny Mitchell, there is definitely disco being kicked in yeah. 75. Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think this uh, book is pretty uh, easy on the disco, which I'm happy to, I'm happy fine to with see. That. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, what do you think of this album, though? Um, I don't hate it, but ringing I don't endorsement. Love it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it. <laughs> I don't it. hate it. Yeah, He's getting I don't, a Dion tattoo <laughs> <laughs> right now. Actually, <laughs> so out of frame. There's a Dave Parker's uh, working for me uh, nice. pro bono. <laughs> um, no, I'm never going to listen to it again. <laughs> so, and I, I, I really did. I did like that. Uh, the the one you know that that one song that he sang your beforehand own yeah i think your own backyard is uh is a good song um i could throw the rest of the record away so uh negative there we go hmm. fuck dion fuck okay. this record fuck <laughs> phil Spector. all right <laughs> enjoyed it I, I i like this record it's like it's not blowing my mind but i it's i i enjoyed the listening experience I like hearing this side of like a Phil Spector production. And honestly, I like hearing this side of, of Dion. Uh, I thought I had heard every side of Dion and uh, I hadn't heard this one yet. Uh, It does remind me a bit of Scott Walker. I do get the Neil Diamond uh, reference, Uh, but you know, I, this is going to get a positive from me. Maybe not like a resounding positive. I'm not going to go out front and ring my bells. uh, (laughs) Telling everyone, Hey, stop what you're doing. Listen to this Dion record. But it's it's nice. It was like a nice, like like low key, pleasant surprise for me. I'm going uh, neutral on this one. Um, it, it had like some interesting sonic stuff going on for sure. Like the weird slowed down, like <laughs> almost like uh, goth dad elements on occasion um, were really interesting. Even he's got the whole world in his hands. Like the the sound of it, you know, other than the song that, like you said, Rob was was pretty cool, but. Um, I would never buy this album, uh, so I can't give it a positive. Yeah, I I might be with Rob on this one. I might just say negative. It it doesn't strike me. I will never listen. I won't recommend. Uh, it. I don't think it should be in the book. Um, it, it just doesn't hit, for me personally, it just doesn't hit what I want out of an album. And I, I, I'm not finding anything that I really want to dive into. I feel like there are other people like Leonard Cohen around this time and even Scott Walker and some of these other artists that I will just gravitate a lot more to. And this feels like a, uh, not a last ditch effort, but an effort to sort of like put on this great album. And it maybe the hype is uh, clouding my view of, of it's supposed to be something great because there's two great people you know, doing the album and, and it just kind of falls flat for me, but I would have much rather, I think had another beach boys album in here. Um, 
like Holland, that's doing the same thing. How, how many times have I mentioned that album? But, <laughs> uh, but I, I really think that <laughs> it, it provides something interesting like Surf's Up and it has this type of production and it's not heavy handed like this. Well, it's, it is heavy handed. Never mind. Super heavy. Um, but yeah. What do you think of In and Out of the Shadows, Birch? We're listening to it right now. Yeah, this was one of my uh, standouts. Yeah, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Um, yeah. And and that's what I'm what I'm saying. It it's it has its moments. It has a few, but I just can't get into a majority of it. But even even this song in and out sounds like money talks. Like it, it sounds like a Neil Diamond song already. You know who I hear on this song? I hear a bit of Yim Yames. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I was I was wondering if somebody's gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. It's a very Jim very, James, huh? My morning jacket sound. Yeah. yeah, this this one is see, but the the last song it it was it was a <laughs> hey, thumbs that's down. The one that so. John's friend's dad produced. Yeah. Okay, no, so no, pay no, off. no, my 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 friend's dad did not produce Good Love and Man. No, New York City song. Yeah, that's the song before this one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what I was said. talking about. Oh, oh sorry. And yeah, the one after the this one. is yeah. so good. I look forward to Phil Spector uh, working with the Ramones in the not too distant future. Whether or not we actually get. I don't know if we're going to get to that record, to be honest. I've got that one. (laughs) It's a good one. It's good. I like it. (laughs) Even if Didi did perform with a revolver to his head. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get those good performances. (laughs) (laughs) That's also how you get locked up in prison. Uh, Next time we'll be talking about Joni Mitchell, the hissing of summer lawns. All right. Thanks, y'all. He got